Well, hello ladies and gents, the grand final, it's you with Adrianosaurus, and I've been talking finals, um, over this finals campaign, I've just got off, you know, watching the grand final there between South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Penrith Panthers, uh, and we've, what a game, it was a good game, it was a really good quality game, I enjoyed, um, the viewing experience, I don't think there was too much, you know, I'll go through the points of the game and the, the key, um, you know, the key big moments, um, but there wasn't too much to be, you know, upset about or argue about. I think um, a lot of us who are rugby league fans out there would think that probably Penrith deserved it on the day um, with the way that they played that game. Um, and I think personally, if you can get through power the way they played um, in that finals campaign, then go the long route where you've got to take care of uh, the Melbourne Storm uh, and South to win the, you know, the premiership. I think you've you bloody well earned <laughs> you bloody well earned it. So, um, I, you know, I, I'm I'm really happy for you, you Penrith Panthers fans out there. I mean, obviously you made the grand final last year. Uh, and you would have been highly disappointed if you'd lost a, another one. Uh, and congratulations to you. Um, you know, South Sydney, mate, I tell you what, um, you know, they hung in there. And, and if you're a South Sydney supporter, I know it had absolutely hurt. And, you know, you wanted to send Wayne Bennett out on a winning note. And you wanted um, Adam Reynolds, a great clubman, to go out on a win. Uh, and it really, you know, will sting, I, I imagine, because you're right in that game uh, up, up to your eyeballs. And, you know, a couple of things didn't go your way, you know, at the end of the game there where you were really pressing to, um, you know, make it back into that game. And, you know, you had Reynolds there kicking for that goal to level up. And, you know, Reynolds and Cleary, you know, they're probably two people that if you had them kicking for your life, you know, you'd, you'd definitely feel confident that they'd make that kick. You know, it's really unfortunate and sad. Um, but look, you know, I think that the Rabbitohs can really hold their heads high. They went out given a, a ripping game in there um, and, you know, it was a close grand final. It was a really good view, you know, for fans out there. Uh, and, yeah, we'll talk about the game and the big talking points leading up to the game, uh, you know, and, and uh, the key points uh, about the game. And I'll, I'll go through my Ado's, you know, Churchill and, you know, Dally M sort of points from the grand final. Uh, and I'll take a little look at next year, just what I think the ladder will be and, and what I think will change, who I think is going to go backwards, who I think is going to go forwards. But we'll cover that in the show tonight, the final show of the year for Adrianosaurus. Well, not really, because once BBL starts up again, but I'll probably have, you know, won't start that till November. So I'll have the next month off uh, to recharge my batteries and then we'll take up the BBL. But this will be the last NRL chat by me for the year. So we'll go through the key talkings about the grand final in the lead up. So in the lead up to the grand final, I think the biggest talking points for mine were, you know, obviously we've got some COVID around in uh, good old Brisbane, um, but you know, Anastasia, you know, she wanted the revenue. And I think, um, you know, the cases that she was reporting in the news were low enough. And, and obviously we had to, um, you know, get a reduction in crowd numbers for the grand final. Uh, commiserations to those poor buggers out there that missed out on their tickets or had to had get them refunded. Um, but, you know, just having watched the game there on the TV, looked like the um, atmosphere was still bloody good in that game. Um, yeah, the, the, in the lead up to the to the game, it was actually a pretty quiet sort of um, grand final week, don't you reckon? Like, um, you know, the biggest talking points, I think, were, you know, Adam Reynolds and his health for kicking goals because we did think that there was a possibility that this grand final would come down to, 
you know, goal kicking. And as it as it was, it did, you know. And and we thought that Reynolds would be so key to that part of the game for for Souths, and um, he was the one that muffed the kick. Um, you know, it was a dead set hard kick though. So you know, but yeah, we did we did come down to kicking. Um, you know, big emotional um week for for Souths. You know, with Bennett finishing up there and Adam Reynolds. You know, having uh, your local junior finishing up. You know, at the Rabbits this year. Um, you know, and and Ivan obviously over there, and and Penrith making last year's grand final. Um, the hunger to obviously come back and get the win this year after having lost it last year. And Ivan, you know, the coaching hoodoo for most games coached without, you know, grand final win, you wanted to get the win. So um, I think those are the talking points. Um, you know, obviously the health of uh, Reynolds was a key point, but, you know, Penrith as a whole, there was some injury concerns. And I think the biggest one that was in there was even up till game day, you know, Dylan Edwards in a moon boot. Now, was it Ducks and Drakes? I don't know, because... We'll cover Inado's Deli M's. You know, Edwards, I'm, I'm getting him. He's in my Deli M's. He ran like a bloody beast. Him and Toto tonight, he looked fine. You know, absolutely 100% fine. But <laughs> it was just weird scenes, him in that bloody boot for so long in the week. Um, yeah, you know, but it was, it was a real tantalizing grand final in the run-up. And I was really excited. I mean, I had like 10, 12 bets in there. You know, no, I don't think I won any of them, actually. My closest... I think I got was Isaiah Yo for the Churchill, but you know, I mean, the smart person would have just put it on Cleary, but I think they were the top two anyway for the award in my view. Um, and look, you know, I, it sucks. I'm I'm a Fox Sports watcher, you know, so I'm, you know, I, I watch Fox Sports. That's where I watch my NRL, and fucking hell, the nine coverage stinks. I just, you know, you couldn't get any drier and more boring than Cameron Smith and bloody you know thurston great players that they were but they ain't commentators and you know watching the footy show in the start of the day with sunny bill williams on oh mate oh the nine coverage you know it does my head in it was not enjoyable um all right let's go into the game the game itself yeah so 14 12 really close um scoring affair out there and you know you had adam reynolds there kicking you know to level the game with some four minutes left um, and, you know, just right down to the wire. And, you know, you, I, I was a little unhappy about the first half. I, I, I really hate Sutton as a ref, just quietly. Um, you know, I thought that, you know, the, the, the 10 meters in the first half was absolutely ridiculous. And I know, you know, we talk about the whistle being put away in origin and, and grand finals, you know, but I think that, you know, the leash has to be extended, but not, not as far as it was. It was like a seven, and mate, the hold down in the ruck was just out of control. Like the extra efforts from Penrith there, you know, you would have thought there'd be at least 10 six agains, you know, in there. And you, when you're getting a bad 10 and you're getting a bad, you know, ruck, what the hell is the ref looking at? You know, he's either looking at the ruck or the bloody 10, you know, like oh, you would think that he w- it would be, you know, because Sutton's famous for that. You know, you saw it start to pick up in the second half. The game became a lot more open. Bit of fatigue, obviously, as well. But, you know, the six agains for some momentum started coming in. And he does the old square-ups, you know, in the second half. So I enjoyed the second half of the game more than I did the first half. Um, just because I think that maybe that was, you know, as a, a detrimental to Souths. You know, I think, and um, I think that he he really didn't have control of the ten or the ruck. You know, in the first half, 
you know, people say that that makes the game good just to let it go a little bit, but, you know, it's not how the whole year has gone. And Penrith and, you know, Melbourne, now the top two sort of, you know, teams statistically over the last two years are experts at that, at that in the big games, the way that they push the envelope. And I just think that the strong refs take control of that. And Sutton doesn't, you know, if he just ref that first half like he did the second half, I thought it would have been a, a better spectacle. Just that's my opinion. Um, the first try was a, a result, you know, where Campbell Graham there came inside. It, it's one of those things that teams, and particularly South, have to do to protect Reynolds when players are running at him. Left him really short. And, you know, I mean, good work there by Penrith, I guess. But, you know, uh, oh, it's just a real poor lapse. And I think that... You know, Graham, on that occasion, he didn't even need to actually come in, you know, and, um, you know, it, it resulted in the first try. Um, you know, yeah, uh, what's this? Yeah, and, and it's just like shelling peas, you know, for the the likes of the Panthers attack. Um, you know, that was a really great try, wasn't it? Cody Walker takes on Cleary. Um, look, you know, Cleary got the Churchill. We all know that. Um, I was I would have given it to Yo me personally, but look, looking back on the stats before I did this podcast, it's hard to really argue Cleary. But look, you know, Cleary had nine missed tackles. You know, you might say that's fair enough. He's got a he's basically in there with one arm. You know, so we can't be too harsh on big old the chin. You know, so it, yeah, I think I agree actually. You know, now looking at the stats, I probably um, maybe because of my my bet I had for Yo for the. Uh, for the, for the Churchill, I think he was very close. He was a bee's nut off getting the Churchill, I think, because of, you know, his wonderful performance. But, um, you know, Cleary there got, you know, he took him on, didn't he, um, Walker? And he uh, got straight through, slashed away for a try. It was a good try. Um, I, I put a note in there that Cleary's kicking, and this is probably the thing that sold me to change my mind on... Um, you know, Yo versus Cleary is that Cleary's kicking game. It's like having an extra player. You know, like the way that the team recovers, the positional where they where they play field position. Um, in in huge games like this grand final, if you can go and and do five five force dropouts, Cleary kicks his team to victory. You know, and more than anything tonight, it was his kicking game that had Penrith sort of in control. Um, you know, the whole game, he, he, he kicked them. We'll look at the, you know, the, the big key, you know, statistics from the game, team versus team. Um, and you'll see here that Cleary's kicking game makes a big, big difference. Um, the Crichton intercept, you know, uh, was the pass on for, for Walker? I think he had a really sort of average 10 uh, minutes there. He did that kick, you know, early in the tackle count there the grubber or whatever, and then he's gone for the, the long pass, which was just gobbled up by Stephen Crichton, you know, and I think the short ball was on there, and I think he just had a bit of a 10-minute rush where he's trying to score uh, on every play, you know, I think it just got, the game got away from him for that 10 minutes, and it's really unfortunate because obviously that slashing try plus pass clear, I thought that Cody had a, a really outstanding game, and I thought he was great in the in the um, prelim, and I thought he was great tonight in the grand final as well just really unfortunate that little 10 minute space and you know the the swing you know that's how what happens in these grand finals you know he he's thrown that pass and that was the difference you know and uh, don't you just love you know the will of the wisp nature of those Penrith players I'm really glad that they you know 
Tonight they played, I think, with a bit of controlled swag. They had some swag in there, and I saw a bit of shoving, a bit of lippy out there at the opposition, and it was good. I love the confidence in Crichton. I think he is a heck of a prospect, and um, no, he's probably not even called a prospect anymore. He's a fully-fledged great player in the NRL. Um, Great intercept, you know, and uh, boom, try, you know. Um, Look, with four minutes to go, Gagai gets a high shot there from um, Burton, you know, and... You know, he stayed down, Gagai, but, you know, he, I think it was because he did... You know, th- there's rumours out there that he might have done an ACL. How unfortunate for you Knights people if Gagai's going to have an ACL in the grand final. You know, he's, you're going to be out for most of next year. Uh, let's hope that it's not that. Um, but he stayed down. You know, the bunkers there looking at the replay. Um, that's been a penalty all year, hasn't it? I mean, it was probably, to me on the heavy side of a slap, you know, and I don't know, I, I would have given, I thought that was a penalty, or, or four minutes to go in the game, you know, the the Rabbitohs are two points behind, you know, that, that's a penalty, you know, I just thought that it was a penalty. Um, look, in two minutes to go, I was chat- in the chat there, and, and um, you know, we were, they were saying that maybe they didn't think Cleary hit the ball, oh, I thought he not, I thought when Walker went for that pass, it was touched by Cleary, think he was trying to make a tackle and came into contact with the ball you know i.e knock on you know so i um yeah i thought he i thought he touched that ball so two minutes to go 10 minutes 10 12 meters out from there you know the penrith line you know um south on the on the run for you know for to just to, to win the game on the on the siren i don't know i i thought that maybe the i don't know can they challenge that they should have did they have a challenge i can't remember but that was a key moment in the game with two minutes because obviously it just died after that. You know, after they that ball was deemed as, you know, play the ball for Penrith, um, I thought the game was done. The game was done. Um, look, the key um, statistics from the game, 53% possession. This is what's going to win your grand finals. An 83% completion rate was fantastic in the grand final. They ran 1,788 metres, you know, and that's to South's. 1429 south did a lot of defending um you know that 47 percent you know compared to their 53 you know that was telling meters wise big time for um for the the rabbitos um look you know the panthers this is how important cleary's kicking game was to them two two line breaks to penrith four to south's 20 tackle breaks to um the panthers 63 tackle breaks to south's uh you know, and and kick Cleary, you know, 800, Cleary and others, 836 kick metres, you know, that was a big difference, um, 64 missed tackles to, to Penrith, and 20 missed tackles to, to the Rabbitohs, you know, looking at those statistics, you know, you know that South absolutely, you know, they had a bloody good game, you know, and it, well, I think the, the looks in those statistics, like less possession, less metres, more line breaks, more tackle breaks, um, heaps less ta- missed tackles, you know. So Souths, you, you go, oh, gee, how did they not win that in a way? You know, but they were really hung in there, Souths, you know. And uh, the kicking game of Cleary um, really just, he kicked his team to victory. Um, my three points in the Dally M's, look, I'm going to agree with, uh, I'm going to agree with, with Cleary, um, look, the nine missed tackles and one being a key one there, letting through the Walker try, it was almost enough for me to take 
the Dally M Award off him, the Churchill, sorry. Um, you know, poor old Cleary can't get a Dally M, can he? <laughs> but um, look, Cleary had um, three goal kicks from three, which was actually the difference on the day. 22 runs for 107 metres on one arm is a, is a great amount of runs and metres from, you know, a, a halfback. 26 post-contact metres. He's had three tackle breaks, two offloads, 17 tackles and the nine missed, which I think, you know, oh, it's sort of understandable in a way. I'm not going to take the Churchill off him for it. Oh, I mean, and he did let in that, that try. But 21 kicks for 649 metres and five forced dropouts. Now, those dropouts are gold, you know, in a, in a grand final. And Cleary, the 649 metres and five forced dropouts, give him the Churchill for that alone, you know, and... Um, when it comes down to a goal kick, you know, the difference, that was the difference, you know, and Cleary, he's just a, you know, to me, he's such a high quality premium um, halfback, you know, like I think if he continues on this trajectory, um, you know, he could be up there with nearly the greatest of all time, you know, halfback wise on his trajectory. Um, I'm glad that he... You know, he's got a grand final ring and a Churchill. He's the co-captain. Um, it was a really great year, and I thought he really toughed it out. Um, you know, you hear about what he's done to his shoulder. It's a real tough effort, you know, by Cleary. Uh, and and he gets my three points. And and obviously the Churchill, I agree with the punters uh, out there deciding on the Churchill. My two will go to Isaiah Yo. What a, what a guy. What a, what a co-captain. What a player. Um, you know, he was... The Delhi M lock of the year, and I thought that he was near best on ground. You know, tonight in a grand final, uh, 19 runs for 168 meters is immense. You know, when you have a look over there, um, most of the South forwards, you know, they 10 runs, you know, for 90 or 100 meters. Um, there were several, you know, forwards in for Penrith that went, you know, high in the hundreds, but Yo out there with 19 runs for 168 meters, he's had 57 meters post contact. 36 tackles, you know, it was a strong effort by Yo out there, um, and, and his link play, you know, there um, to his to his outside men is just invaluable, it's the modern lock, you know, in our game, and I think, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Yo or Murray or Yo or Murray, um, that sort of ball playing, I think, puts Yo ahead of him, you know, to me, probably, it's such a close race between the two of them, but, um, and also, like, I think, um, you know, Murray, Whilst he's sort of like an action type player, he goes out there and rips in every week. I think that Yo is a really great um, leader, you know, leader of men. I think he leads with um, great effort and and he's a good voice out there as well. And he just compliments all of his other teammates. I thought he was fantastic. Two points for Yo. Um, Look, I've got to go like, I don't know, a tie for two, my two one points for... The Panthers, I thought that To'o and Edwards were absolutely bloody outstanding. And if you want to see the difference between, you know, how to, how's it to get from these 1,700 metres for, you know, the Panthers compared to 1,429 for the Rabbitohs. Look, the Rabbitohs were taken out of their own end, so deep in their own, close to their own try line for a lot of that game. Um, and whereas To'o and Edwards, their run back metres are amazing. Um, To'o, 29 runs for 238 metres. He's had 82 metres in post-contact, one line break, five tackle breaks, one offload, um, three tackles with no miss. You know, he's he's played the ball as 3.5 
seven. You know, Toto is an absolute bloody weapon and nearly the best winger in our game. You know, like, 240 metres from a winger, it, it's just, you know, like, it's phenomenal. You know, he's 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 an amazing, amazing, amazing addition to that Penrith team. Um, and a winger, like in the chats I'm talking about, you know, you've got, you're like, could you, you thought it was a little smoky of possibly taking the Churchill, a winger. It's amazing. You know, I thought Edwards, for someone who was in a moon boot up until game day, 23 runs for 224 metres. So you got, you know, two of your three back men, uh, 29 runs for 238 for Toto, and you've got Edwards out there with 23 runs for 224 metres. It's just amazing. Um, he's had 57 metres in post-contact, two tackle breaks. Um, he's had five kicks diffused and three um, tackles. And um, He's had a great game, uh, Dylan Edwards. And, you know, a lot of people say he's, they prefer Crichton in fullback or the, you know... I see him actually cop a little bit of shade, the old Dylan Edwards, and he is a little bit injury-prone, I think. Um, but he's safe. He was really safe tonight. Um, those runs, you know, 224 metres from your from your fullback. Well, let's have a look. What did Taff run there for, um, you know, for the Rabbitohs? And we'll see the difference. You know, you've got one out there doing 220, you know, and uh, let's have a look. Not to be mean to Taff, he's young. You know, I've had him in my Deli M's for all weeks of the finals, but he had uh, 13 runs for 116. You know, Alex Johnston, uh, 11 runs for 94. Campbell Graham, four, 14 runs for 85. Dagai, Gagai, 16 runs for 106. You know, um, whereas you go over to the other side and you've got, you know, Toto running the 224, Dylan Edwards running, I'm oh, sorry, D- Dylan Edwards running the two. 24, you know, Stephen Crichton's out there, 207 <laughs> metres, you know, so three of your back four running over 200 metres, it's insane, it's crazy, you know, um, so they both get my one point, um, look, you know, oh, my minus three, my minus two, my minus one, it's really hard to do, you know, um, I don't even want to put minuses, because, you know, there wasn't any terrible, terrible players really for Souths, um, or Penrith, um, but I'm going to give my minus two. I'm going to give a minus two and two minus ones. That's how I'm going to do it. To Nichols. I just thought that Nichols, you know, he's he 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 promote. He, he's had a wow of a year, Nichols, really, and he's probably one of the most improved front rowers in the game. You know, he's had a good year and um, elevated himself to starting front row. Tonight he had nine. Oh, sorry, tonight he had ten runs for seventy meters. I think he was just there wasn't enough punch out there, was there? You know, and he was doing a lot of defending at the start of the game. I think he might have been a little bit gassed, but I don't think they really got a heap from um, Totola and um, and Nichols, to be quite honest. Um, and he's had two tackle breaks, twenty nine tackles, two missed, uh, and he he's had an error. But the the big one for me was the losing the ball in the one on one strip. Um, you know, big thing for a, a grand final. So he's going to take my minus two. It's just very sort of you know, modest, you know, I think from a starting front row, I think you want to see, you know, um, 12, 13, 15 runs, you know, 13 runs, and you want to see some better post contact from him, you know, but anyway, he gets my minus two, my minus one, um, I've given to Jacob Host, you know, on the bench, I just think, especially when Arrow sort of, you know, wasn't, wasn't quite right with the old head knock, you didn't get anything from 
uh, you know, you didn't get anything from him. You know, when he came on, he had five runs for 40 meters, one error. He's had four missed tackles, you know, uh, Jacob Host. You know, I, th- I just don't think, um, I said in the, the team list that I thought that maybe that was an advantage, the bench. And, and Tom Burgess was, was good off the bench. I don't really get many minutes for Benji. Arrow cops the head knock and Jacob Host comes on and it's pretty low quality. You know, and I just think that that was a miss, you know, for South tonight, unfortunately. I thought, look, uh, if I had to give a mi- another, you know, that's a minus one because I refuse to give that a minus two. Um, host, but I'm going to give a minus one also to Jackson Paulo. Um, look, the main reason is just his three errors and his um, two missed tackles. There's a bit of negative play in there. He's a young kid. I thought, um, you know, he, his run back meters were pretty good tonight. I think he really pitched in. I think his effort was 100%. You know, I, I feel mean giving him a minus one. But look, um, you know, on the big stage, um, you know, errors and mists, you know, and, and particularly when you're up a team and, and you're losing by two, um, you know, it's such a tight contest and it's unfortunate that, you know, I've got to give a minus point one to him. Um, who do I think improves and drops out next year? Um, look, looking at the ladder this year, um, I've just done myself up a bit of a ladder, um, for next year, what my guesses are, um, you you'll all know the ladder. So obviously in the regular season we had Melbourne on top, Penrith second, South third, Manly fourth, the Roosters were fifth, Parramatta sixth, Newcastle seven, um, the Titans eight, the Sharks were ninth, Raiders tenth, Dragons eleven, Warriors twelve, Tigers thirteen, Broncos fourteen, the Cowboys fifteen, and the Doggies were the spoon. Um, how do I see next year? Well, let's just say I reckon that the top three will be the same. I think that Melbourne, Penrith, and Souths will be in the top four again next year. I can't see any reason why they will not. Um, and I'm going to make one change. I think that um, an improvement naturally, when you look at the Roosters this year finishing fifth, and with mate, it's just unbelievable considering what they lost. Um, this year with troops and retirements and everything next year they're going to be all the better for it you're going to have Luke Keary back who's one of the best halves in the game uh, or at least origin sort of quality um, half and you're going to have players like Sam Walker with a year under their belt and you're going to get um, you know Suwali in and um, you know it's going to be an improved Roosters you'd have to think you know and they've got such a great coach and I think this year they really built even you would have thought can they build more character or you know their recent grand final winners and the culture is obviously good in the club but I, I think next year they go from a five up to four they're very consistent at the best of times but I just think with the troops back they'll go up and take that fourth spot and I have Manly going back one you know I think um, they've got a little bit of I mean they've had an outstanding year Manly don't get me wrong they were exceptional and Tommy Turbo runaway Delium winner you know but that's sort of the problem in itself you know I think that you need a healthy Tommy, and I think they need to find a little bit more dimension um, outside of Tommy Turbo, it, it, which they, they have some attack. But I just think teams know now if you tackle and take care of Tommy Turbo, I think the team started to see a strategy of how you beat Manly, you know, in the finals there. I'm sure that they'll work over, over the uh, offseason on that. Um, but, you know, I'm going to stay this, you know, Maybe the Roosters jump one up and Manly drop one down, finish the regular season in fifth. Um, the Eels, I think, are going to hold steady in sixth. 
Um, I don't think they're going to challenge for the top four next year. I don't know what they look like they're gaining. You know, I, I think that maybe the best thing that could have happened to the Eels is just the heroic way they went out of the finals this year, which is hopefully something that they build on for next year. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't. Um, I don't think they're going to challenge for a title. You know. Um, one of the big improvers I see next year is the Sharks. I think they've bought really well. Um, so they're going to come up in my view. I think they're going to finish, you know, in that seventh spot, maybe sixth, you know, but I think they're going to go up and I'm going to put them in seventh. I think that this year they finished in ninth and that was, you know, they, Sean Johnson out and they lost Chad Townsend and, um, you know, they had some worries and they still, you know, they played a pretty good brand of footy. Really, they unearthed a lot of great young talent, you know, or they improved a lot of young talent in there. Um, and I think that the, the buyers that they've got next year in um, McInnes, um, Nico Hines, um, Dale Finucan, they're, they're great buyers. I think that's going to be good for their club. Yeah, so I, I see them going up into seventh. Now, this... I might be a little bit prejudiced because I'm a Raiders fan. I'm wearing a Raiders jersey right now. <laughs> but I think, look, the rumors are that the Raiders are going to buy Fogarty. Um, in the chats there on the old Turbos, Hammy's Cup, everyone, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't think that's really going to do much for the Raiders, you know, because he's a bit no frills and not a fantastic player in Fogarty. Um, you know, and they don't really think much of Whiten. Well, you know, I think that the problem with... Uh, I don't think Whiten is a really imaginative half. Obviously, he's a running half. But I think that his running game suffered as a result of not having a really good organizer in front of him. You know, a person with a sort of strong kicking game and a bit of confidence and a good defender. Um, and I think that, you know, Fogarty will improve the Raiders. So I think just a steady force in there. I mean, he was the captain of the Titans club. And I think we'll get a lot more from his maturity than anything else. Um you know, and the rumor is that, you know, Fogarty is a player swap for Josh Hodgson. Now, you know, I love Josh Hodgson, but I think he hasn't been the same since his ACLs. I think that um, Starling playing big minutes at hooker, um, you know, with Charles Nickel Clockstad back, you know, and that Savage and, you know, they've unearthed some good players, Tomoko, Chris, you know, this year. And I think, um, you know, they'll, they'll might j jag an eighth next year. They might jag in eighth spot. Um, the teams that I see dropping are the Knights and the Titans. I think the, the Titans will go ninth, uh, and I think the Knights will be 10th. Now, what are my reasons for that? Um, look, I don't, you know, the Titans, um, you know, they, they snuck in, you know, this year into the finals. Um, you know, next year, um, they're going to have, you know, probably youngish halves, aren't they? You know, because they're going to get, they've, they've obviously got, or let Fogarty go. Um, and I just think that that, you know, the dummy half, and maybe, yeah, they might get something from Hodgson being there in a nine. I don't know, but yeah, so they'll be ninth. I think the people that are going to fight it out for the top eight are going to be the Raiders, Titans, Knights, Warriors, and Broncos. Yeah, I think the Broncos will improve next year as well. The reason why I've got the Knights dropping down is because I just really don't rate O'Brien as a coach, and I thought that Ponga had one of his worst seasons ever, you know. Um, I don't, like the quality of the style of play, you know, from the Knights. And I think, um, you know, they, you know, they got in in seventh this year and I just think they're going to go worse next year. I don't think they're going to go better. I don't, you know, who are they buying? You know, Gagai, you know, 
I don't know. I just don't think they're going to improve. I think the Warriors might slightly improve. What were they this year? 12th. You know, Sean Johnson comes back next year. I still think they're going to be a team that's going to fight it out in the end, like I said, with those Raiders, Titans, Knights, and Broncos. Um, and I've got them at 11th. Um, in yeah, 12, I've got the Broncos. I think that Adam Reynolds is a big buy. And I think Kurt Capel is a good buy. Um, I think the, the Broncos showed some green shoots at the start of this year. And I think, you know, 12th. And, you know, potentially in that group, anyone could take up 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. The Raiders could finish 12th. They could finish 8th. The Titans could take the 8th. You know, it was a bit like this year. And I think that those will be the ones fighting it out. Um, look, I think the Bulldogs will improve. How can they not? Um, you know, people are saying, oh, the Bulldogs will easy be the 8th. Well, I've got them in 13th. You know, they're going to go from 16th to 13th. I think they'll finish above the Dragons, the Cowboys, and the Tigers. Um I think they're going to improve enough to, you know, maybe be close in points to those those ones fighting it out for the eight. But I think they'll be sort of, you know, just a rung down from the others. Um, look, I just don't like the Dragons and, um, I don't know, they just, the, the quality of what they produced towards the back end of that season um, was very poor, you know. And I don't know, what are they going to do next year, you know, I... They're sort of an unknown entity to me, the Dragons. I think sometimes they look like they're overperforming to me to what I see, you know, in their 1-17, to if you know what I mean. So I'm going to put them in 14th next year. I think the Bulldogs are going to finish ahead of the Dragons next year. Um, look, things are not looking superb up at the Cowboys, are they? Um, you know, I think they... Um, I think they buy some Rugby 7s outside backs, you know. And I just think that the forward pack really doesn't dominate you know and I don't you know I don't know if Chad Townsend and Dearden are going to be the answer for them next year I just think the fifth they're 15th this year and I think they'll be 15th next year you know um and I'm gonna have the Tigers getting the, the spoon next year um no you're gonna have no Dewey for the early part of the year I thought was this, you know their best player this year um they're getting Jackson Hastings which I think is not a bad buy um but I just think um, they lack a little bit of quality. You know, this year, you know, probably their best forward, you know, was Utikamano, a young lad who's hardly played any grade, you know. I didn't think they got enough out of Tarmow and, you know, these others. You know, I don't think that Bloor, you know, whilst he showed a little bit of, you know, good, you know, good play, you know, I just don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't love anything over there, you know. I think that Laurie, yeah. No, I don't think they have a great nine, you know, and I don't think they have a great seven if they're going to keep going with Luke Brooks, and I think they're going to take the spoon next year, and uh, that leads to my last point is, who do I think to be the first coach sacked next year? I still think it'll be Madge. <laughs> they get the sack next year, the first one. Um, so let's have a look at, if, if I've got Ado's, you know, on grand final night predicting next year's ladder, we'll see how close I am. I'll do a listen back. Uh, Melbourne in to be the minor premiers next year again. Penrith, second, South, third, the Roosters, fourth, Manly, fifth, Eels, sixth, Sharks, seven, Raiders, eighth, Titans, ninth, Knights, tenth, the Warriors, eleventh, Broncos, twelfth, uh, the Bulldogs, thirteen, the Dragons, fourteen, the Cowboys, fifteenth, and the Tigers will take the spoon. <laughs> Let me know what you think of those <laughs> guesses, but that's just my opinion, obviously. Um, but anyway, it was a great... Um, year you know i thought um you know the quality of the nrl was good 
I think that the main problem with this season was the changes to the rules and the officiating quietly. I think, um, you know, six agains have got to stop being six agains for inside the 10. I think they should dial back what six agains are for. Um, you know, and I think the way that they've opened up the game um, with the six agains and the penalties, I think, um, oh, I think they probably need to just dial it. Yeah, just dial it back. I think we'll still have fatigue in there and you know we just gotta um you know we can't give so much momentum to one team you know with with all of this sort of kpis and you know certain amount of six agains in a row in a row in a row and you know it's just getting teams you run over the top of and that's how you're getting these huge blowouts you know um because there's just too many things they're giving six agains away for and it just made the cons you know the the product was was not a good um yeah but it was a good year i think it was a good final series there was some blowouts in a few of the games there but towards the end you know the power game versus penrith was was outstanding um the melbourne game versus penrith was bloody <laughs> outstanding and this grand final you know just makes you realize how much penrith deserved this premiership this year they were sort of nearly the best games of the year for me you know, um, and they're deserved winners, you know, and um, yeah, like I said, commiserations to Souths. What do I think? Yeah, I think Souths next year is going to be a big thing for how do they go without Bennett, you know, there, obviously the aura that he has um, and you lose Adam Reynolds, you know, and um, I, while I think that that's going to show an improvement for the Broncos, you know, the Broncos are going to go up a few spots on the ladder as a result of having someone of the quality of Adam Reynolds, Um how does South bounce back from the loss of those two big, big, big personalities? You know, and big, important people to their team. You know, I've still got them in the top four. Um, but, you know, next year I think it'll be, you know, Penrith will be right up there again. You know, with a chance to go back to back. I think their window's still wide open. Um, you know, there seems to be some issues down at Melbourne. You know, you obviously had Munster and the Cheese there with their little um, fun Mad Monday and... You know, there was reports in the newspaper that, um, you know, Harry Grant's pissed off about his role that he played this year, you know, doing the being the benchy hooker with limited minutes, you know. Um, they lose players like Dal Finucane and Nico Hines. You know, this year, Nico Hines was invaluable to that team, you know, because of what it provided them in depth in the halves and in fullback, you know. Um, are they going to get that from their backup of, you know, their Nico Hines for next year is um, Meany. You know, so I think they'll be tested next year, Melbourne. You know, the loss of maturity that they get from Finucane, uh out and, um, you know, losing players like Hines um, are, are going to be, you know, big, I think. And we'll have to see if Munster can have a better year. And I think he had a super year this year, you know. We'll see if he bounces back. I would expect with the way he's going to be dragged over the coals. And obviously, yeah, Melbourne's going to be without a few players because the cheese is going to be out. Uh, and Harry Grant, I think, is suspended. You know, at the start of the year, they're going to have no hookers. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a good year next year, I think, as well. Um, and I think there's going to be some, you know, little changes there from six down. Six to, you know, six to 14 on the ladder. You know, there might be some movement. But I really think that that top five, you know, top six is going to be pretty much the same. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, grand final. It was good. And uh, you'll hear from Ado again on, uh, 
802 does BBL. I want to start with, you know, a little potty probably talking about, you know, the BBL rules and how you play it and what the key points are, how people succeed. I mean, I came 34th overall last year in BBL, so hopefully I can give you some good tips on the BBLs to succeed and I'll probably get some guests on to talk through teams and lineups and strategies like Kando and you know Brandon Savage there from the old Supercoach Experience they're cricket heads and they like to talk a bit of um, Big Bash and and uh, Big Bash Supercoach super um, so we'll talk with them probably you know and run up and go through the teams and who we like for buyers and whatnot but um, thanks for listening guys and uh, congratulations to the Penrith Panthers Panthers take the premiership after missing out last year. Nathan Cleary, the chin, takes out the Churchill. He, he's, he might not get a Deli M, maybe next year, but he's got the Churchill and a premiership ring. Congratulations, Penrith. Commiseration South. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.